up, you guys? I'm Lona, and I'm joined by none other than my bestest fucking friend, Clive. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Know You Were Thinking It, and because of that, we're going to fucking say it. Today, we're going to be talking about... 2020 and how fucked up it all is. Run. Twenty twenty messed 2020. up here. Yeah, we gotta have that energy right now because twenty twenty tried to take that away. <laughs> Let's be it's real. It's been fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> so, it's been messed up. Yeah, no, that's an understatement of what this year was. Dude, people and... are coming into this year being like, twenty twenty is my year. Ah! My ear, my ass. <laughs> you know what's really sad about it, though? The fact that, you know how New Year is always a new beginning? Yep. Because you tell yourself, oh, I'm going to change this. I'm going to do this and that and that and that and that. And I'm going into 2021 and I'm just like, I, I can't do anything. I can't travel. I can't go out. I don't know when this virus is going to end. It's it's just getting worse. The new variants. I just don't know. I can't even lie to myself and say this is going to be a great year. What I find funny is that you get a lot of people just saying, "Oh, I'm I'm done with 2020. I'm just over it. 2020 just needs to end." As if you know January is going to come around and the coronavirus is going to disappear. People, please. Still going to be here, people. It's going to be right up your ass. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, God. Look, before we start this episode, we just got to honor the lives of some of the most tragic losses of 2020. People that basically made a huge impact to this world, either through their lives or through their death. And to begin with it, we got to honor George Floyd. Man sparked a mini revolution in people. We're just like enough is enough. We got Chadwick Boseman, the king of Wakanda. Uh, yes. That was a tragic loss. Wakanda you know. forever, forever, Everyone, ever, forever, ever, ever. He will always be the Black Panther. Yes. Just to add on to that, like I real like being African, I really feel like through his movie, even though it wasn't him directly, obviously because he was playing a character, but the character he played was so powerful. That movie was so powerful, and I felt like it really put Africa on. It put Africa on the map in a different light, mm. and made us not come across as this primitive continent that we're always portrayed as being and it made us look like the superpower that we really are it made people proud to be african it made people go out in their african traditional clothing and just be proud of being african which is really good which i really thought was inspiring yes respect us that's what it said we got sean connery mr 007 a true basketball legend next on the list. We got Kobe. Who died in a tragic plane crash with his daughter Gianna and the rest of the crew members that lost their lives. We had Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who did serve as Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. We have a football legend, Mr. Maradona himself. We had John Lewis. A great man, a great American politician and civil rights activist. 
we had Naya Rivera. If you don't know who she is, then you obviously need to watch Glee. We had Irfan Khan, who acted in Life of Pi and Slumdog. We have Kelly Preston. You already know who she is. And first up of most fucked up things in 2020, we have the elephant in the room, COVID-19. It's not an elephant because everybody knows it's there. It's affected everyone's lives, like we said. It's just engulfed everyone's life in misery and just f***ed upness. Yeah. It's just been a different year. No one ever thought that. When I was going into 2020 and 2019, even when things started spreading, did you think... We're going to get to the end of another December and be in lockdown pretty much the whole year. So I knew it was going to continue. I knew it was going to spread. I said that from the beginning, but I didn't think that there would have been a lockdown. I didn't think there would have been a lockdown, particularly of the magnitude that it was. This was across the world. The world almost shut down. It didn't, but it almost did. Um, I didn't think I would live to see something like that because it was it was out of a movie. It's only in the movies where you see the you you hear that siren going off. Yeah. Helicopters landing with exactly gas suit masks and they're ready to take people out. (laughs) Exactly. You know the military gets involved. It's a situation. Holy shit! You only ever see that stuff in the movies, and I think like I'm grateful to have lived through such a historic moment that much i will say and i hope to god i can be 95 or 100 years old with my grandchildren and great grandkids all sitting around my feet telling the story of 2020 <laughs> you know departing my pearls of wisdom on these little shits but <laughs> it'll be really fun but i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for living in such a historic time clive i've witnessed history let me not even go off on a tangent but i've witnessed we history. all have you we've know all we've been a part, we've of, been a part history of history like it's, this is going to be in the books people in the books so that's an incredible that's an incredible feeling but it's been fucked up though it has it has it's been fucked up. we do have the team that's going to well i don't know have they selected everyone yet the last thing i saw is that they have agreed for an investigation to go underway a year later because let's be honest do we know where the virus came from yes we know where it came from, but do we know how it came into the market? Did it come into the market? Was it from a lab? I mean, from what we know, the market traders started showing up to hospitals, pneumonia cases. And then on about 27th of December, according to BBC, that's when it was revealed to be coronavirus. Yep. And when was the WHO notified about that? 31st of December. The creepy thing is how long was it already there? Because those pneumonia cases, which was basically coronavirus, were probably springing up from end of November, from what a lot of like CNN and BBC report. And for a lag of one month before the WHO is notified, I don't know. I think a lot of shit is just like hazy around there. Do you think we'll have another coronavirus that's going to come and take us out like that? And it's going to take that long for people to realize. I mean, look, people had already left Wuhan. I think it's a city of about 11 million people, right? And WHO did issue statement on the 22nd. So they were notified on 31st of December, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. And on 22nd of January, 22nd, that's 22 days later. That's when 
they start saying, oh, human-to-human transmission is taking place in Wuhan. 22 days later, 22 days, 5 million people or more. I think 5 to 7 million people had already left because I do remember that's the time that is like the Chinese Lunar New Year as well. People were out of that city and all over (laughs) China. They were in all the major cities. And how do you stop a spread like that happening again? Well, I think you've got to take action pretty soon. And I think where the mistake was, was around that time in terms of saying on the 22nd of January that, yeah, there's human to human transmission. And then you've taken a week to then lock down the city. What is that? Why are you taking that amount of time to actually conduct the lockdown? We're not helping anybody. Had the lockdown happened the day that it was announced that this this human to human transmission, that's it. I think it would have been contained a lot better. People had it already left. I know, but what I'm saying is five million versus let's say hundred thousand probably a bit better. I think the spread wouldn't have been as fast, and I think it would have allowed other countries perhaps to have taken action a bit sooner. The timelines for this whole thing were really messed up because I think there was just a lot of delay in information being passed or a lot of holding back of information from certain parties that we all know who you are, but we're not going to say it because we're not trying to get sued because the WHO only declared it like a global pandemic on the 11th of March. And that's when everyone started locking down. US, Australia started locking down from like the 19th of March to like the 23rd of March. Countries started locking down. But at that point, it was already kind of too late. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. Do we even know where the virus really came from, Luna? Do we? Do we really? Yeah. Shit, I don't know about you, but I know exactly where the fuck it came from. Tell me. No, because you know it too. (laughs) You are trying to get sued just like me because you are broke as it. You ain't trying to get broke. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. Step into my office, close the door, have a seat, Clive. Oh, shit. That's what we're going to do next week, though. That's what we're going to do. No, not next week. The week after that. We got something else coming for you next week. The week after that, I'm telling you, you're going to want to grab yourself a cup of coffee, tea, maybe get some biscuits, cake, shut the door, take a seat, listen to the shit I'm about to break the fuck down. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, That's all get I'm snacks. Say. Not bats though, guys. Not bats. Just saying. <laughs> Not bats, bats, bats. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no but really really guys join us for an episode centered solely around the coronavirus did it escape from a lab was it targeted by a warfare did it really come from a bat i don't know but we're gonna try and figure this out because we are gonna break shit down you won't get educated do you know what i'm really sad about though the fact that I feel like this is going to go into another year where you're going to hear a report coming next year where it's like. This is day 669 as the virus keeps spreading and now it has mutated, turning people into flesh eating zombies. I'm just going to leave it at that because I just want the coronavirus to be done. It ruined my 2020 enough. (laughs) Dude, like, listen, the only time life's probably going to get back to normal is 
mid to end of next year, more than likely end of next year. So everybody just buckle up. We just got to live with this. Follow the rules like the NHS says and like what's his name? Boris Johnson says hands, face, space. Yeah, no unnecessary traveling people. Like if you don't need to travel, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're not just putting yourself at risk. You're putting everyone else. So stay safe. We all know COVID was really messed up. That's undeniable. But a lot of other really messed up stuff happened either just as a result of the coronavirus or just general shit just popping off. This virus just turns everyone into like psychos. We had Trump withdrawing or wanting to withdraw. I don't know how to phrase that because he even withdrew. though he says he wants to, he, he withdrew. But can he just really withdraw? Yes, you can. He withdrew. He handed in formal notice that they're withdrawing from the World Health Organization because he felt that the World Health Organization, one, took way too long in uh, making a, a determination about it, it being a global pandemic and providing the relevant information to all the countries. And he also alleged that the World Health Organization were helping China cover up the spread of the coronavirus. Man handed in written notice. Uh, we're leaving. <laughs> I could imagine him. I think I swear what TV, but it's just what I saw that I was just China caused the virus, okay? And WHO defended China. The WHO has ripped America off long enough. Hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. There you go, right there. <laughs> that is exactly what he said. So, but, but Mr. President, you can't just pull out. No, sorry. Which station are you with? CNN? No, that's fake news. Fake news. We do not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Like, I mean, really, God, okay, let's just let's not even get into the fact that he is even president. Thank God he's leaving. But well, yeah, that's he, he was going to be president. So hopefully, because Joe Biden, US president elect Joe Biden, yeah, who has said uh, he will be joining the World Health Organization again. So they will be yeah. looking to withdraw that notice. No, I think he set up like a foreign policy team tasked with just keeping America there. So hopefully, because it's not just, look, how, how much did America actually contribute to the World Health Organization? They were like the biggest donor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is what's so fucked up about it, is that the World Health Organization obviously relies on on funding, that voluntary funding that countries give to it. But also there's like a membership fee, let's call it that that countries also have to pay by being a part of the World Health Organization. And the U.S., believe it or not, in the 2018 to 2019 budget, this is basically like last year's budget, they were the biggest contributor, like by mm. far. 15% of the entire budget came from the U.S. So the U.S. leaving is huge it's not a fucking joke the u.s leaving this is a big deal because there are some countries <clears throat> china who <laughs> you know don't really donate much right so the u.s contributed 893 million u.s dollars hello people that's what i mean <laughs> give me that money right and then China, in comparison, last year donated 86 million. What is that? What is that? That's, that, that's a lot of money, but it's pocket change towards what like, the US no, was contributing. What, you know what I mean? What is that? And it's not to say that China doesn't make money. We all know 
they make money. We all know that this year they are probably the only country whose economy has grown in the current state that we are in. They make money. Why are you only contributing 86 million? Why? Why? I want an answer. Why? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's a big deal. The, the amount the U.S. contribute is a really, really big deal. But what I will say is everybody just breathe, calm down. Like, yes, the U.S. have handed in their notice, but they still have to meet all their financial obligations to the World Health Organization for this current year. So really, mm-hmm. the time that they actually like formally leave would be next year. So that's when things would really start to change. But the issue with them handing in their notice is that, fine, they have to meet their financial contributions, but they're not entering into any negotiations with the World Health Organization. So there's no talks currently underway about funding for the new coming year. And that creates a really big issue because what happens to all the programs that the U.S. are currently funding? Right. Yeah, they so, fund a lot of other programs just besides what they donate, and that's yeah, like yeah, things so, just to developing countries as well and preventative care yeah. initiatives. Right. That's that's the biggest issue is the preventative care initiatives that they do fund through the World Health Organization, and by preventative care we mean things like contributing money towards research on tropical diseases, contributing money towards HIV, hepatitis, tuberculosis, all these sorts of things that have massive global implications. The U.S. is probably one of the biggest donors to those sorts of initiatives. I mean, you know, last year they accounted for 40% of the World Health Organization's budget Mm. towards increasing access to essential health and nutrition services. So, they play an important factor. And now that they're no longer negotiating, the World Health Organization doesn't know where the 40% of those funds are now going to come from. So I think it will considerably halter the steps and the efforts that have been made towards these initiatives. Well, look, we've got Biden that's coming in. Hopefully, hopefully everything that was in place stays in place because it's not just about okay yeah they didn't they might not have handled it the best the coronavirus response but i don't know if it was 100% their fault we honestly don't know that there was reports of information being held back between both parties so you can't blame them and then stop funding them to have things that will benefit like larger societies just besides oh, we're wasting money, providing money to the WHO and they, they didn't help us with the COVID thing properly or they didn't handle it properly. Those preventative care things need to still be there. And it benefits a lot of other people just besides the US. This is the thing, but I think it's not even just about the international benefits of the US being a part of the World Health Organization, but the benefit to the US themselves. I think Trump didn't really think this through. And I don't think he realizes that in withdrawing from the World Health Organization, you're effectively hurting yourself. He's hurting Uh. the US as, as well, because when you're part of the World Health Organization, you are subject or you have access to certain public health information that isn't necessarily given to others that are not a part of the World Health Organization. So perfect example, right, is COVID. You know, when in the very early days of COVID, when there wasn't really much 
data, any sort of data that did come out, China supplied to the World Health Organization. And that information was shared only amongst the World Health Organization members before it went to every other country. So they are perks as well to being a part of the World Health Organization. If they leave and let's say hypothetically Biden doesn't go ahead and renew the agreement and all this other jazz, if hypothetically, (laughs) there is another outbreak. The U.S. may, and and it's reported to the World Health Organization, the U.S. may not get certain information around the genetic makeup or whatever of that new virus if they're not a part of the World Health Organization. So puts you in in a backseat almost. Yeah, it puts you one step behind everyone else that you'll only end up finding because you're blocked or isolated from the sharing of such information. Exactly. And you think of the WHO as the first responder to everything. I remember even with the virus, before China actually told the WHO, they had actually picked it up before it was told to them. So you want to be part of such an organization that looks into things like this, especially considering after you told me in last week's episode that Obama had a team that was dedicated to doing that and Trump just axed it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to make sure that you have the information that you need and is readily available, not blocking yourself out because you didn't like the way they handled something. That's just like being a baby. (laughs) That's just handling things like a giant little baby on a playground. Exactly. Exactly. And another issue as well, I just feel with the US just causing such a huff and a puff. I mean, let's just have a bit of diplomacy as well. There were some things that he said. I feel that a lot of people were like, "Mm -hmm, somebody needed to say it. I think that, you, you know, there were a lot of people who felt that way. And there were a lot of people who were happy that there was somebody who just had a loose mouth and just said some shit. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I It's saying like, what people think. Exactly. It's saying what's on everyone's mind, but people are like too scared, too scared or to too say. diplomatic to say it out exactly. loud. But for Trump, it was like, it's Trump. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think definitely there were a lot of people who are like, well, geez, thank you. Someone definitely need fucking say that shit. But mm. at the same time, I feel that as a head of state, maybe you should have said that stuff to that country behind closed doors with other world leaders present. So all of you can judge together behind closed doors. (laughs) Don't make that so public. Or if you want to make it public, perhaps do it in a more diplomatic way because you start inciting hate crimes and things like that. There were Chinese citizens that were being attacked in America here. I know there were some instances some African countries as well, where people were looking at Chinese people funny because of this whole thing, which is not right. It's not no, right. Definitely not. This was I, not- I was just thinking when you were talking, I was like diplomacy and Trump are two words that do not go in the same sentence. No, exactly. That's the thing. It, not at all. And so I think, like I said, he could have said that in a diplomatic way. If he really wanted to go off the way he did, he could have done it behind closed doors on a phone call with all the world leaders on the phone and just gone off. Um, and then publicly, fine, say what you need to say, but in a diplomatic way, just so that it could have avoided hate crimes and things like that, because the hate crime is unacceptable, completely unacceptable. And I also think throwing blame around this whole blame game thing doesn't oh, really yeah. help. It doesn't help anybody, right? No. It, one, it, the problem is the problem. It's here, right? Let's figure out how do we solve it. Like, say what you got to say, then let's move on. Let's figure out how we solve it. We can't keep blaming. And then another issue as well is China is already a 
country that doesn't necessarily like to disclose much information anyway. And then if you're now blaming... No, it doesn't like to disclose information, but it likes to have all the information. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, like, because of that as well, and so publicly blaming them, that's why I say Dubian closed doors with everybody else listening, they obviously closed up more. And I feel like it resulted in research, international research being done in China to be delayed. I don't think they wanted to share information because of the way that they were being blamed. And I think I wouldn't want to share anything if everybody's blaming me. I'm like, well, then fuck you. I'm not going to tell you shit. So I think there was an element of that. So I don't think that was in the international community's best interests. Let me put it that way. Because it's like you said earlier, it's only now that China have allowed the World Health Organization to send a team of researchers to Wuhan to actually start investigating where this thing came from and how it came about. That's a year lost. A whole year has been lost. And if you ask me, I think that that makes the World Health Organization's job even harder than it would have already been. I think in a situation like that, the moment it came out, World Health Organization and the research team should have been sent in immediately to identify where this came from. A year? Come on now. What are you going to find in a year? After you want to go spray all the streets, what are we going to find? Eh? Come on now. Everything's been sanitized now. Look, maybe, hopefully, hopefully, they're very open in the information that they share. Because I think even when it was going on, I'm pretty sure they had teams of people that also did try to do their own research, tracing and research within the country itself. Once they thought it was like a really big deal. So hopefully they have that information ready and are willing to share it. Very willing to share it is the key point here. Because if they don't want to play ball, then they're not going to. They're not going to. And like you said, the world just needs to stop playing this whole blame game. Because I think that's what Trump basically has also been trying to do. People thought that, first of all, he thinks that there's something foul that was at play with the world, with China and WHO, in terms of how they communicated information between each other and the rest of the world. And he was also just facing like just a barrage of attacks on how he handled the virus. So what does he do? He just tries to shift the blame on WHO, on China, and doesn't solve anything. It definitely doesn't solve anything. No, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't. But I feel like Trump had just come off a massive high from being um, acquitted from his impeachment trials that he had going on. I think he felt good about himself. And I think when he initially started blaming China and he seen people being like, oh, yeah, Trump, finally, somebody saying something. I think he just decided, he got he got too happy. He got way too happy. And he was like, oh, yes, I'm just free. I'm free, people. I'm free. I didn't do nothing wrong. Uh, uh. And guess what? Everybody's agreeing with me at the moment. And I think he just got way too excited and was like, well, you know what? Fuck you. And then he had, and I, and also he had elections coming up. So I felt like he must have been thinking and feeling like a top dog with this shit. And he just took it too far. He pushed the nah, red button. He definitely felt like an alpha during that whole time. He definitely felt like an alpha that couldn't be touched. Did you know that, remember the bombings early on in the year, that base, the one that took out that, that general, General Kasim Suleimani? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know that Iran actually tried to issue an arrest warrant? For I heard Trump? that, yes. They did. No, they didn't try to. They did. They issued an arrest warrant. They they went to Interpol and were like, arrest him. 
they legit issued an arrest warrant. There was an there was actually an arrest warrant out for President Trump. Where have you ever heard of arrest warrant being issued for an acting president of the United States of America? Iran has got balls. That's what I'm gonna say. They got balls. I feel like they would have just laughed at him. Like you'd have got in, even though that the procedures and the paperwork do exist, and you fill that out, or you want to make sure that this arrest warrant goes through. And someone is just sitting there, is like, do you really think that this is gonna work? Like, really, dude? Really? <laughs> Listen, they tried it though. They tried it. Props to them for going through it the legal route getting it issued, approaching the right individuals. Obviously, they weren't going to do nothing about it. Interpol's not about to get involved in political matters. But props to them for taking it that far. Trump must have been laughing. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, right, definitely. Let's, let's talk about what, what else has happened. Because I know we know coronavirus is fucked up. And we know uh, Trump, Trump is just the Trump. <laughs> yeah, the World Health Organization is fucked up. But there's been a lot of other fucked up shit that's happened this year. Break it down, Clive. Break it down. Truth, let's go into the natural disasters that happened this year. They were really bad. The one for me that really hit hard and was really personal at the time uh, was the Australian bushfires. Because I was there. And before we get into Australia, people, one, no one ever says, put another shrimp on the barbie, eh? No one rides (laughs) kangaroos. Yeah, but everybody says, says, good day, mate. Goodbye, Mike. Well, they say they do say good day, mate. No, no, no. Do you know what you can say? So you know, I I, I learned this. So you just need to say good I might, but say it fast. Good I might, and then good it I sounds might. like you're saying good day. That, that was one of my favorite things when I actually learned how to say it properly to someone else because they're like good I might, and then I'll be like. Uh, hello. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love the Australian accent. For some reason, I just think it is the sexiest accent. Like, legit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about sexiest, but it is definitely up there with cool. It is up there with very cool. It's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so, now that we've gotten all the stereotypes out of the way, nah, the, the bushfires, that really destroyed Australia because... First of all, it was hot as hell. Record-breaking temperatures, like temperatures would reach up to uh, like 47 degrees. And it just felt like a furnace for me walking out. I would walk out and there would just be smoke coming from all of the places that were literally just burnt up by how bad. like the smoke sitting in the sky and stuff? I could see smoke sitting. Dude, it was bad. So you just see smoke and just clouds of smoke just in the sky and they weren't even clouds. At first, they thought they were clouds. But you actually look properly. It's smoke. And they used to be, so I used to live at a park. And then across the park, you could see this other area. And you could see, like, these high-rise apartments and stuff. You'd, you would walk past that river, and you couldn't even see the other side because it was just covered by a fog of smoke. It was bad. It was bad. And I remember people died during the... Uh, the fires as well about i know reports had it of 33 people dying countless people injured and on top of that it it wasn't like a one-day thing this this lasted for months yeah um, people lost their homes people's houses were destroyed i know people had to even evacuate some of their own houses because yeah. and find temporary residents because the fire they were just scared that their house might just burn down and they might die animals were just Animals were destroyed, right? About three billion animals were either killed or displaced during that whole time. 
I remember watching seeing some of the Facebook images that were sent of like just the burnt koalas, which is just really sad because yeah, koalas are just like the cutest up. animals in the world. And to just see it on a fence just scorched to ash was just sad. But worse off for the animals that were just displaced because they were left struggling to find food because that was destroyed. No shelter because that was destroyed. And they were just left vulnerable to predators and stuff if they couldn't defend themselves. If you're a predator, cool. But if you're not, if you're the victim, you're just going to be hunted. But even was- predators, they were roasted snakes. Oh, dude, they were- everything was just burnt to crisp. The saddest really, one yeah, for it's me really sad. was this place called the Blue Mountains which is this really beautiful touristy place near Sydney. About 70% of the national park there was destroyed. Flames reaching as high as like 100 meters. That is messed up. Wow. That is messed up. No, it it, it was definitely fucked up. I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but looking at the news, looking at the pictures, it was Mm. really, really messed up. And to everybody that did donate money, thank you so much. I'm sure that money went a long way. Shouts out to people that helped from celebrities. We're talking Chris Hemsworth, Pink and Nicole Kidman. That were the biggest people that helped raise money for those affected. And they raised quite a bit of money. But just to the people themselves who donated money, because I remember seeing something about just the displaced animals. And I remember seeing it early in the morning at 10, right? Uh, right when I was about to get to work. And it, was, it had like $1,000 in it, like $1,000 that was raised at the end of the day when I left work, right? That's about 10 hours later. They had raised like over 1.5 mil, which is just wow. impressive. I just found that mind-blowing. And the good thing, it wasn't just people from Australia donating. It was people from all around the world. You need the help the most. Yeah, it was the whole world. People really came together for that, which is incredible to help people that lost their homes and to help with the animals as well. Animals are absolutely beautiful creatures and it would be a shame if we lost an entire species that would have been devastating but we had the bushfires in australia which was just so bad to just an extreme level but all around the world there were just other natural disasters that just destroyed people's lives there were volcanic eruptions in the philippines i do believe the tall volcano erupted in january about the 12th of january and it was active for about 10 days or something like that so this volcano it's been active before but it's it didn't it didn't have like a volcanic explosion no Mm. it didn't have that because a volcanic explosion would have resulted in what you see in the movies lava like spitting out the sky then like fireballs just coming exactly so that that didn't that didn't happen thank god that didn't happen because there were millions of people that would have been potentially killed because they had to evacuate i think like about a 14 kilometer radius of people so that thousands and thousands of people that had to get evacuated but it was messed up dude like there was so much ash there was ash everywhere Uh, i saw the pictures those looked so bad right as in like houses were buckling under the weight of the ash that's how much ash like you know when you go i don't know i haven't been to canada but canada but i looked at the pictures where people Mm. like walking in snow and you see how thick the snow is that was Mm. the ash that ash and the fumes as well right like that's not healthy to breathe in and so the volcano is like in the middle of a lake right yeah and people fish in that lake that's how people live you you fish you eat the fish you sell the fish 
all of that, that lake just ashed up. It was ashy water. It was messed up. And they're saying that they are worried, though, at some point that this thing might actually legit explode because it is an active volcano. I, I never got people that would live around like an active volcano. <laughs> it's like, I know where there's like, find somewhere a bit further away from the volcano. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. you don't have a choice. I know, but I don't know. I would be scared. I would go to sleep scared every single night. Yeah, but the thing is that some of the people who were actually evacuated would still, they'd go into the shelters, but there's not enough food in the shelters, not enough water in the shelters. So some people would leave the shelters to go back to their home to get food. So they were risking their lives as well, not knowing if this thing is actually going to land up exploding. That is scary. That is scary. Not going to lie. It's a serious situation. Jesus. What else was out there? We had earthquakes. There were two. But you know, the funny thing is, there's actually multiple earthquakes that happen every year. You just don't feel them. Yes. No, you can feel them. There was one in the UK as well. But the thing is, some of them, yeah, I think there there was one or two in the UK. But the thing is, they're really small. They're really small earthquakes. So some of them don't really make too much. They don't really, really make the news, right? There's some that are like 3.5 on the Richter scale three on the Richter scales. Those never really make the news. It's always the seven, seven point five, eight. Those people like to see destruction. That's what makes news. <laughs> yeah, where the destruction makes the news. The other stuff that doesn't really make the news. Mm. But I mean, the two big ones was um, the one in Turkey and the Greek island and then the Mexico one. Mm. Seven, it was the Turkey and Greek one, seven on the, the Richter scale. And then Mexico, I think, was 7.4, 7. 7. 7.5. Look, I've never experienced an earthquake before, so I, I wouldn't even know yes, what an have. earthquake would feel like. Ooh, I, you see, you yes, tell you me have. that we felt an earthquake, but I never yes, really we have. felt so, it. So this one was when we were back in uni and there was an earthquake in Indonesia, if I'm not mistaken, or in the water somewhere there. And I was in university accommodation, I was in the hostel and I was on the bed and I was sitting up and it legit the ground started shaking and I was like, what? the actual fuck is going on. I didn't realize that this was the after effects of the earthquake that had happened a couple thousand kilometers away. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. And I just thought that maybe I'm having a dizzy spell. And I got up and I walked to go and sit. I was like, let me just go use the toilet. But as I'm walking, the ground is shaking. And I'm like, okay, I must be about to collapse. Like what is going on with my head? Because I had never in my life experienced an earthquake. And I sat on the toilet, I peed. Who does that? But anyway, after that, I'm like, you know what? This is so weird. Then my friend calls me and she was like, Lorna, did you feel that? I'm like, oh, it wasn't just in my head. And she's like, no, no, no. There was an earthquake off the shore of Indonesia or in Indonesia, one of the two. And I was like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when I checked the news, true story. So I found my mom. I was like, I've been in an earthquake. And she was like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. So you were there, Clive, because we were there at the same time. So you felt it. Yeah, Maybe but... you were sleeping. I don't know, but it happened. We have been doing something more than sleeping, so it must have been like... Oh, Clive, how did you make the crowd shake? <laughs> I'm just that good, baby. <laughs> oh, God, Clive, what are we going to do with you? Oh, I don't know. Look, I've seen the destruction of earthquakes, whether I have apparently felt one or not. I've seen the discussion. You felt it. And, and yeah, it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. It ain't pretty at all.
It's weird, people. It's weird. I think if you've never felt an earthquake before like in your life and then that kind of happens, like not something like bad, but when you do feel the shaking, it's unnerving. It's really unnerving, especially when like you're in a, a really tall building because it's like if that thing because your mind immediately goes to if that thing breaks, then you're under the rubble. Do you know mm. what I mean? And then there's also that thing of what is solid ground really solid anymore? Because everywhere you go now, a lot of, well, not everywhere, but a lot of places have all got now underground, either parking or tunnels for sewage or trains or all this other weird stuff that solid ground is no longer down. solid. Exactly. So if that, mm. if like a really hardcore earthquake were to hit, it's not as if to say you can stand clear of all buildings and you're going to be okay because underneath it's hollow because there's something there and then that just breaks. And then, that. Exactly. It's like, where are my safe people? Where the fuck am I safe? Mars. Mars. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, no, the earthquakes were messed up because people did die. I think about 51 people died in the Turkey Greek one and about 900, I believe, right? 900 odd were injured. And then in Mexico, six people died. The fact that somebody has to die is messed up. That That yep. is really sad. One life lost is one life too many. Yeah, that definitely. Talking about lives lost, this one was really heavy. The Ukrainian plane crash, which I feel like was messed up because, but if you don't know the story, the Ukraine International Air Flight crashed shortly after taking off from the Iranian capital of Tehran in January. There is evidence of this thing going down. Listen, people, this is one of my biggest fears, is the plane fucking going down. 176 passengers on that plane and crew members on board all died. That's everybody. Not even one survivor. That's everybody. So what struck me about that one is what makes the Ukrainian plane crash so bad, so fucked up? Because it was shot out of the sky. Yeah. It was literally shot. So, and then they tried to cover it up. Well, in a way, they did. The government in Tehran, they initially said the plane suffered like a technical problem shortly after takeoff. There was no technical error. You can literally see video evidence showing a missile going, streaking through the night sky, just exploding the plane. And I don't think that that's cool. Dude, when is it ever cool to shoot a plane out of the sky and everybody dies and then be like, "Mm, it was a technical issue. Technical issue. Eh, you. There's video evidence. I can see what you did. Yeah, no, it was bad. But that thing had the potential to create a a war. Exactly. Because you had Canadian residents on it. There were, I think, I, I could be mistaken. But I believe there was a U.S. citizen on it. There, there, there were people from like big countries on this thing, and I feel like I feel like Iran knew that if they are not open and honest, that this is going to create some issues. Because I know like Canada and them were like, we have mounting evidence to show that this plane was actually shot down. They ended up admitting it. They claimed that the jet turned towards allegedly a sensitive site belonging to Iran's Revolutionary Guards, and that it was mistaken for a cruise missile, which is why they then ended up bombing it. But what was interesting, I read, I think, from a BBC article, is basically that happened about just a few hours after Iran had carried out, like, missile strikes on two air bases housing U.S. forces in Iraq. So it was like, hmm. It adds to their story of, like, being paranoid at the same time, but... Still, you should do your job better. 
yeah, like like legit do your job better. Like you know there's a fucking uh, airport not too far away. Come on now. Mm. Let's be honest. You should be able to tell whether it's a missile or it's a plane. I don't know what the radars look like, but I feel like that should be a prerequisite. <laughs> or at I least mean, it should on. from now. <laughs> it should from now. Well, you'd fucking hope so. You would fucking hope so. But look, my the main thing is what I will say is I would actually say thank you to the government, the Iranian government, for being honest um, mm. and owning up to it. Mm. Yes, it took a little while to get there, but... Eventually they got there. They I got appreciated there. the openness and the honesty because it definitely avoided potentially an international disaster, but also for the family. That would be a nuclear warfare episode. Exactly. Oh, everyone's going to be puffing off. <laughs> exactly. But I think also just for the families of the people that lost their lives on that flight to know what happened. Um, yeah. Because I think you, so if somebody you love passes away, you just want to know what happened. Like what, what you want happened. some form of closure. Exactly. So yeah. And again, awful situation to have people actually pass away. True. That was heavy. Not going to lie. That hit a little, little spot in my, in my heart. Yeah. Uh, next we had the Beirut explosion that was basically like a nuclear explosion i swear to god i, I it just looked like something that you saw as those videos that they would show about like the hiroshima dropping the nuke and you just see that nuclear explosion just a, and then you, you just see the ripple out of effects yeah, yeah. That energy, mad. just that that explosion, and then that ring of energy that just pushes around. Oh, dude, it was messed and up. The smoke and the air, everything about that just looked like hundred percent a nuclear warhead just dropping on something and just being. It like, was Poof. messed up, and I think even the fact that it happened, it shouldn't even have happened. That's the thing that's messed up again. It's not similar to the Iranian plane crash, but again, it's carelessness. They shouldn't have been storing large amounts of ammonium nitrate in a warehouse along with firework and car tires. So forensic architecture, right? They did an investigation into this to try and understand what caused the explosion and took like all the pictures everybody had. And they were looking at areas of the blast that happened and everything. So they figured out, yes, it was ammonium nitrate, but they've estimated for something that huge that there was about 2,750 bags of ammonium nitrate, right? In one warehouse, which also allegedly housed 23 tons of fireworks and 1,000 car tires. So ammonium nitrate is generally a difficult chemical to set fire to. But when it's in the volumes that it was in, the quantity it was in, and when it's also stored next to... um, Fireworks. Yes, when it's stored with items that are so combustible. Oh, oh, you must be stupid if you don't think that fireworks are combustible. And everybody knows tires are as well. Why do you think in, in some countries when they want to start fires, they burn tires? Well, if you're not from Africa, maybe you don't know that. But they they use tires, okay, to burn shit. Because, exactly, it's combustible. That shit burns easy. Mix that stuff next to some ammonium nitrate. Come on now. Recipe for disaster. That thing was messed up. It was so messed up. Seeing all the pictures was horrible. You know, over 200 people died. And about 6,500 people were injured. Not to mention the amount of property damage caused. Millions of dollars. Millions. 
Nah, they should have definitely done something different with that. Whoever was in charge, they shouldn't have stored it, first of all, where it was stored close to, like, so many buildings. How can you have something so volatile, especially, like, how you broke it down in terms of the two elements that would have literally, someone with the brain would say, if this goes off, then it's going to literally cause the destruction that we saw. They should have either separated that stuff or not had it there in the first place. They should have just moved it somewhere far out if they really wanted to keep it and store it. It just shouldn't have been close to such a large amount of building and people that are just in such huddled communities because everyone looked like they were really close together in terms of the houses and the spacing and the markets and everything just, it shouldn't have been there. It should not have been there. This could have been avoided. Of course definitely. it could have been avoided. Of course it could have been avoided. Do your jobs better, people. Like, seriously. That's all I'm going to say. Like, honestly, do your, job do your fucking job better. I if you're not qualified, agree. then get another job or get someone who's better. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I mean, you, yeah, because, I mean, uh, people, come on now. People, 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 please, please. What is this? Please, please, please. Uh, Don't make me you... pay someone else to do your job. Please, not that I have the money, but please. <laughs> It's messed up, Clive. It's messed up. Yeah. Tell nah, me it's totally not messed agree. up. It definitely is. That's literally one of the most sad and disgusting negligence I've ever seen. What disgusted me was just like the gross negligence that led to something like that happening, something that could have been avoided. It just put me off. It's fucked up. What else was the most fucked up thing, Lorna, that we had e this Ebola, year? Ebola, Clive. Ebola. Ebola? Ebola. We thought this shit was done. Mm-mm. So. You, you can't get rid of me. I'm Ebola. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Right there, what you just said. So we thought that Ebola was done. But uh-uh, it's not. In Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo, because there's two Congos, they found six cases of Ebola. Four people died. Two were hospitalized, but they found, well, they obviously felt like if they found six people, there must be more cases. And I'm sure as they continue testing and doing all of their surveillance, this is all going to start coming up. They'll probably find more cases. But what's fucked up, right, is they got to fight Ebola. They got to fight COVID-19 and a measles outbreak. You think you got it bad? Nah, bruh. You don't know what bad is until you go to Congo. Nah, that sounds messed up. I mean, first of all, we thought it had been eradicated, like you said. And it's just really messed up because even though Ebola is bad, right, we have kind of managed to contain it better than COVID. But that's because it's obviously two different types of diseases in terms of the way they spread. But the fact that we haven't eradicated it yet is just a bit sad. Dude, like, I just think the whole thing is messed up. Let's focus on one thing at a time. The poor country's got three three items to focus on. Let's, let's actually, let me take that back. You've got COVID to think about. You've got Ebola to think about. You've got measles, measles to think about. You've got malaria to think about, right? You've got poverty to think about. You've got education to think about. I mean, listen, people, not to mention crime. Come on now. Africa got it hard. Africa just definitely drew the short stick in that sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, it, it is messed up, but hopefully they managed to contain it. Well, what annoyed me a little is that I don't remember the exact source. I'm pretty sure it was like BBC or something 
where it started spreading a bit more because of was it disinformation or distrust they started distrusting the small community started distrusting the government they distrusted the government because of something to do with suppressing their votes or something along those lines and were told they couldn't vote because they were going through an Ebola breakout so they stopped listening to any recommendations coming from the government and that's how the virus ended up just spreading a bit more back then at that time so guys if you're listening and you're from the Democratic Republic of Congo, just listen to all the suggestions and recommendations that healthcare workers are giving you because yes. they're trying to save your lives. Yes. It's nothing conspiracy based. It's not some we're trying to wipe you off or wipe you out. They could find better ways to do it. Accept the help. Accept the help and move on. Please, everyone, like, I agree with that, Clive, like, just follow the advice that you're getting from medical practitioners. And I think across the world as well with COVID, please just follow the advice. The more you follow the advice, the sooner we can get back to a remotely Some normal. sort of normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was about to say, we're not going back to like normal. <laughs> we are no, not going back yeah. to normal. Definitely not. But we can get something remotely similar to normal if everybody just followed the rules. We can definitely get a piece of our lives back. And that's all you can hope for this year. Better than what the beginning of the year was. Let's try and make 2021 an uphill recovery. Exactly. Please, people, please. I beg you. I beg you. <laughs> please, honestly. It's not that Laura, hard. Hit me with the fun fact of this episode. Oh, Clive. Is it a good one? Is it a good it's one? It's a good one. So, Give the people the fun fact. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. In India. Okay, you're going to think I'm joking, though. In India, right? Monkeys got into a lab okay and stole coronavirus blood samples true story like there's a video of the monkey in the tree with there's the virus. video yes there's a video oh of the God. monkey in the tree with the blood samples no joke the monkey was i don't know i don't know what it was thinking but i, I don't know if it realizes now is not the time for you to be touching stuff like that because we can't have you getting coronavirus because you're gonna go and pass it on to your whole little family troop and then we got ourselves a situation. Do you know what? I, I can believe monkeys stealing stuff, stealing specifically coronavirus samples. It what it's just what makes it just like blows my mind. Right. It had to be specifically co- coronavirus right? samples. What? This is the thing. First like, you didn't believe it, and then it's like, oh, really? That's the thing. Like, it's just one of those really weird things because. I mean, look, monkeys are thieves. We all know that. If we you all know, know that, you know that. But this, I was like, come on now. Come on, really? It just seemed really far fetched. But when I actually seen the video with the monkey with the blood samples in its hand in the tree, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's something else. Or at least that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. It's messed up, but it's still funny. It is messed up. It is messed up, but I agree. It tickles, it tickles your. What does it tickle, Clive? It tickles uh, your funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's tickling your funny stuff? <laughs> I don't know, but you know what I mean. It tickles something. It tickles your fancy. There you go. It tickles your oh, fancy. Because then you start let's laughing. Go. It took me a second to get there, but I got there. Yeah, no, it definitely does. 
I, I would never have thought like a monkey would. I, I would expect a monkey to steal something, but a coronavirus sample? Mm-mm, mm-mm, that's that's what I'm weird. saying. Like, what, like, what are you gathering from that? Like, what made you look at the sample and be like, ooh, that looks fun? Well, maybe this is the beginning of the Planet of the Apes super monkey race where they're actually just taking these samples to stock them up and you're like, Haha, funny monkey just stole coronavirus samples, let's take a video, ha 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 ha. And then they're going to keep it and then re-engineer it and then when their time to strike us, like Caesar, they're just going to come with coronavirus targeted bio warfare I, I don't know just a thought just a thought listen i clive you hold it you already here first people <laughs> I, I hope clive that doesn't happen it. i hope that is just like a crazy thought i honestly hope that that's just a crazy clive called it if it happens clive called it clive <laughs> called it and if it does happen i expect like a massive payout because i just said clive called it um, i don't think i'll get paid for it they'll probably lock me up and be like you knew it before it was going to happen what else do you know tell us He's okay, locked yeah, in like a black site. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Let's just put that out there. Not a damn oh, thing. Well, look, 2020 hasn't been the best of years. A lot of stuff has happened. This was just wrap up of some of the biggest things that we thought affected people. There was a lot more That's, things that happened, people, was, but we weren't trying to give you system, though. So we just thought we'd give you a flavor of what Clive and I thought were just pretty fucked up events. But look, you know what they say, a new year, a new beginning. Things are not going to go back to normal, people. We're still going to have to do a lot of work. The fight is just beginning, is what I'll say. And so, like Lorna said just before, do your part. And I swear, hopefully, we'll get back to some sort of normalcy. And listen to our episodes. Clive, what are we talking about next week, actually, to keep them keep them on it and out and in the house? Listening. <laughs> Next week is going to be an interesting one. We're going to be talking flesh-eating zombies. Are they real? Yes, they, they are. They come for you? They're real. They're real. They are legit real. And we have got proof. So you got you proof? Want to listen. Clive, I got proof. I got all the proof. So legit. Like, this is not a fucking joke. This is not like clickbait shit. They're real. Legit. I've got proof. Join us next week. Next week is going to be fun. We'll find out if Lorna does have proof. Is she clickbaiting us? We don't know, but definitely come and find out. (laughs) And we'll answer the question, do zombies really exist and where are they? Anyways, see you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, do so. That way you'll know when a new one comes out when it's been uploaded. Uh, We also have our social media on Instagram and Twitter, KNWU. You can find it in the links. Again, subscribe, and you can interact with your favorite hosts on the podcast first. All right, guys. You guys take care. Stay safe. Bye. See ya. Peace.